think about the Messi thing? Anything else on the Messi front, Chris, before we move on? No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm falling out. I told you, I never want to bring this guy's name up again. I don't know, man. This Messi thing is just a freaking mess. What a disaster. I don't want to hear this name ever again until it's official. But they got me back. No question about it. I am ready to hurt again. Chris, the Herons are back. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 88 of the Battered Herons podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada. Alongside me, as always, Mr. KBD. How are you doing, sir? Listen, we're still smoking on that Nashville pack, right? We're still smoking Look on it. Look what I right? got. Look what you I got. got. I got the cup, baby. I got you the got cup. The, you got the I cup in hand, the baby. Cup. We got the Lee's cup. Putting this bitch on a shirt. We got the <laughs> cup, baby. Oh, man, it feels so good. Uh, man, I'm glad to be here. I missed Saturday's show. I know you and Xavier held it down. Uh, thank you for everybody that joined. And, um, yeah, man, first trophy. Uh, I mean, it's August 21st. July 21st was his debut. That was the Cruz Azul game. That was the free kick yes. movie ending. It's been exactly one month, and it's been a wild month. So I don't want to get too much into Saturday's game because, obviously, you guys went into that uh, in depth. I mean, if you guys have any questions for me about the actual game, the stadium or whatever, feel free to ask. But the game itself, I'm sure everybody's been talking about it nonstop. And, yes, I am wearing the the, the Carolina, you know, technically – this is our first, our trophy. first trophy, but but the real ones know what the real trophy was. You know what the real trophy was. So, um, over the last month, Chris, your favorite moment was it Saturday? I think. Well, I think uh, Saturday. I mean, it, it's just because it's more recent, but I mean, I don't think you could get any better than Calendar making a goal and saving the goal to get us to win this tournament. Like he basically just put it all in his hands. Uh, I agree. And um, obviously I don't know. Uh, I didn't get to talk to you guys about it. I know we brought up Uyo on Saturday when I was on there for a couple minutes. And I thought that the whole fifth kicker Uyoa, I thought it was because that game would have won it. And I thought it was sentimental value behind it. Right. Cause he was the yeah. only player from that first game. The first, like Drake technically was on the bench later on in the season, but that very first yeah. game, Uyoa is the only player still on the team. But technically, Drake was a part of the team that season. And I thought it was fitting that even though Yoa didn't get it, Drake was able to get that game-winning PK kick and save. Yeah. I'm really happy that that went down the way it did. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but me personally, my favorite, I st still that Dallas game, man. That Dallas game, I don't know, dude. The, the, I thought it was over. It was and different I was okay feels, with it. different feels. Yeah. But the, that, the way that comeback went down, man, that, that was, to me, that was the, the game of the month. Uh, that was my favorite moment of the month. Me and my wife went crazy here in the, in the living room. I, to me, that, that, that is the best moment over the last month. Well, and Vic is saying his top, his top three moments is, is Messi giving the armband over to, over to Yedlin. That was cool. That was uh, cool. Gus, Guskecki is saying his first goal. I mean, if any Messi's of you guys for, want to chime in, ago. let us know. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Let us know what you what you because this was a this felt like a full year in the last month. Yes, and and I I I agree. For me, the Dallas was awesome, but yeah, that first goal, the way like the debut and for it to end the way it did, 
that was pretty cool also so yeah i, I gotta get i lost my mind for those of you that watched the video of me that i uploaded i, I lost my mind when that happened for sure i and and show lucho lalo the trophy real quick if you still got it handy with you because he's oh, asking i got you guys uh, that they, they gave out we feeling with they were giving away they were giving away free uh cups over there at calle ocho if you guys want some they're easy to find find them at, at sedanos they even have the the leaks cup logo across <laughs> but the bottom but because, but because of copyright i'm not allowed to show it oh, shit. Cool. <laughs> well and and, right. and rohan rohan is mentioning cincinnati got spanked last night we're, we'll get to that bobby we're gonna we're Don't gonna worry, get into rohan. that we got somebody to, to to fill us in with with all those happenings all right uh so real quick a couple of things we want to touch on before we bring in our boy justin flair uh blair uh pink kits are we ever gonna see the black kit what do you think? I think we might. I think. I think we might see it. I think we might see it when? this Wednesday. I think we're okay. gonna see it this Wednesday because what the the home Cincinnati? kit, the home kit for Cincinnati is, is it yeah. orange? No, it's blue. It's blue. Yeah. Oh, so we might see pink. I don't think, there. I don't think okay. we're ever gonna see it. I think. I think it's gonna. We're just gonna rock pink all the way through. Because I can't. Well, I, I thought that for sure we're gonna wear it on, on Saturday. So, and I'm happy. Unless, That's my favorite kit. Well, unless we play uh, Houston Dynamo, don't aren't their home kits red? I wouldn't imagine that they'd have red versus pink. I think they'll make them change their colors. That, right now, no that, that way. Pink, I don't know, man. I, I really thought that this Saturday no was going to be pink. Way. Well, I mean, look, yeah. it's it's a good selling point MLS-wise. Just like league-wide, sure. it's going to be a huge selling point to keep them in pink as much as possible. But... I can't imagine that that's going to happen all season. Like, there's going to be a team where we're just going to have to bite the bullet and wear the black, kind of like right. what I'm wearing uh, right here. Uh, and uh, two two other things I want to touch on real quick. Actually, the second one I want to get uh, Justin's take on. But real quick, the news that Ray Hudson is going to be calling the Open Cup game. How awesome is that? Like, when I heard that, I was like, wow. That's that's. That's being La Liga feels all over again. Nobody calls mm -hmm. messy games like Ray Hudson. So I'm really excited to have Ray Hudson on the call. That Well, that's going to be great. It, it's going to be uh, magisterial, as he would say. There you go. There you yes. go. Yes. It will be JV is saying, JV is commenting, no la noche, ride the lucky kit. Listen, but JV, it's lucky until it ain't lucky anymore. What if we take an L in that? Now it's going to be like the what? The unlucky kit? Mm. no man you know? that's it we won we won our first cup with it what i wanted was to make sure that when we rose when we go ahead and we raise that first cup that it yes. was going to be in that pink jersey now i don't care what they wear from now on but i was really happy that 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 pink kit is going to go down in history as the kit that we wore that first i want to get a league's cup patch on my jersey but like i want an authentic one i want one that just Not randomly falls off and just now i want i want it to be flapping like everybody's right Cause that's the authentic one. That's the one that they wore on the field. The one that was always flapping. Like, don't give me anything sewed on. <laughs> give me the authentic. Give me that cheapy that kind of flaps. I want to walk and just let it just go like that, right? So that's the one I want. I gotta go find that. So I, I gotta, I gotta find yeah, that. You, but yeah, awesome, awesome. You can get that on Yoke Barato and yokebarato.com. All right. So without further ado, we got our first cup, and everybody's hyped about it. But like the thumbnail says, one isn't enough, right? We're already off that. We celebrated, but we're already focused on the next one. And to get that, we need to win our semifinal game against Cincinnati FC. That's on Wednesday. It's in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, I've been talking about it since back in June when we first got Messi. I thought that the Open Cup 
everybody's talking about like, oh, we're going to win the Open Cup. All we got to do is win two games. It's like, man, Cincinnati's yeah. a good squad. And Cincinnati at home, I don't know. But everybody's talking like it's a done deal. We'll see. But to talk about it, we have our guy, Justin Blair from Cincy Soccer Talk, to join us. So welcome, Justin Blair, to the show. How are you doing, sir? Doing, doing great, uh, all things considered. Uh, last night was obviously uh, something to behold. Uh, you never want to go down to a rival like that, uh, yeah. getting absolutely ran out of their um, field. But yeah, um, definitely in soccer heaven right now. You got the leagues in Europe resuming, yeah. and you got Leagues Cup just coming to conclusion, and now we have MLS is back 2.0. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure as a as a as a Cincy fan and supporter, you're probably super hyped because now the MLS season has finally come upon us, mm -hmm. and we can finally get to talking the real MLS season. But obviously, yeah, yesterday's game was was a was a kick in the chin, I might say. No, it definitely was. Uh, I think a lot of fans and a lot of uh, talk around in Cincinnati was how were they going to handle the two match. Uh, you know, obviously two really big matches. Cincinnati, yeah. like Inter-Miami, have never won a cup, uh, yeah. you know, prior to the League's Cup final. Uh, so, you know, we or I, I in the U.S. Open Cup, you know, that's that's how Cincinnati got its birth into MLS is yeah. a good deep run, run to the semifinals of uh, U.S. Open Cup. So it got eyes on two different things, a big derby match. Uh Huge matchup against, you know, obviously Lionel Messi. Fans are, you know, running to the ticket box to get tickets for that. So yes. it's it it it, it it's kind of a give and take. It, but to to perform the way we did against Columbus, all things considered, is definitely a downer. I think the fan base is feeling a little bit sour going into this match. I, I have a question because hell is real. Oh yeah, Mr. Krabs is mentioning hell is real. What a cool name for the Columbus and Cincy rivalry, I don't know how I would feel about that nickname because that's kind of like poking fun at Ohio, I imagine, right? Like, that's that's the way I read it. Well, it's – it's the hell is real. I don't, I don't know if you know the story behind it, but there is the a billboard? sign. Yeah, there's a billboard right smack dab in the middle of Columbus and Cincinnati. And let me – preface this it is very different <laughs> when you get outside of those two cities as far yes. as uh, what what they're displayed but it, it it is a reminder you know hell is real uh, obviously a very protestant area and uh that just became the token it just like it's the most familiar landmark it's nothing but cornfields and you know, hog farms all the way between the two. Like you get Napoleon a little bit of dynamite land. Yeah, exactly. Think of like North Central Florida. That's that's kind of what you're seeing. It's kind of Ooh. you know backwoods when you get up through there. So you, you, that's that became the icon, and um, nice. it's stuck. And obviously, both uh, franchises have uh, embraced it wholeheartedly. Uh, if I could backtrack just a second, back to League's Cup. Um, You've been paying attention to the whole messy thing. I what have, did you yeah. think about what? What did you think about the whole Inter Miami run? Well, I think Inter Miami is probably the greatest team in the world because they follow the script just to a T, to an exact T. Playing with the, I mean, how, how could you uh, not be the greatest athlete of all time? Not being able to 
doing it off of the uh, the post there or going into uh, penalty kicks. It's just the the fans around MLS are crazy. <laughs> it's it, it the script thing has been a narrative that people have pushed. It's just amazing to watch Inter Miami play this way. Uh, I think we've all watched Inter Miami for this season, and you've 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 been kind of wondering what's going on with. Uh, Obviously, uh, Joseph Martinez coming to the team and Capana, you thought, you know, oh, this this team's going to unlock something and yes. definitely going to slide into the playoffs. And then they just started falling. I mean, that big win against Philadelphia was fool's gold. Um, mm-hmm. And then for everything to just come about in the League's Cup, I mean, just getting over that Cruz Azul just built that team's confidence. Uh, yeah. And man, it's been fun. And obviously, like FC Dallas completely went away from their style didn't they they went completely well, away from their style they, they're more of a team that likes to fill the game out and likes i think they've had several games where they finished in the the 80th minute but for Messi and for uh, inter miami to have that confidence going two goals down several times in that matchup it's just hats off we all knew what drake calendar could do but for the rest of the team to be this lifted and this cohesive this quickly, it's been a shocker. And and before I, you get to your next thought, Danny, real quick, I just want to mention to, to Rashid because he's a newer fan. He's mentioning, do I have to be scared about the next game? I heard they're really good, even though they lost yesterday. Uh, I would say, yeah, because they, they're, they still hold the first place in the MLS East side. So uh, there's something to fear. The entire there, so. league. In the entire league. Yeah. Well, in the entire league, that. that's correct. Go ahead. We're going to get into that. But uh, real quick, so just closing off the, the League's Cup talk. There's a lot of talk about Liga MX and how they weren't playing any home games. So blah, blah, blah. I think Liga MX is overrated. That's right. I said it. I don't care what you think. I said it. So, yes, I do think that they were at a disadvantage because they played every game away. But I'm sorry. if Because everybody's like, oh, Liga MX is so much better. I mean, it's so much better. Blah, 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 blah. I promise you, if the EPL were to come here, they'd have no problem beating the MLS teams. If La Liga yeah. were to come here, they'd have no problem. Those leagues are superior to the MLS. Those would take care of business, home or away. Liga MX is not superior to MLS. I'm sorry to tell you people. They're not. Get over I agree. Over. Top, top to the bottom. You're you're 100 right. I still think Monterey is a very good team. No, there's a there's a handful yes. of teams that that, that could Club that America. could run it on. Right. Yeah. Chivas obviously has has when they're playing their full lineup. I think Cincinnati yeah. ran into them in the uh, League's Cup, and obviously they were you know running a U.S. Open Cup kind of lineup uh, against yeah. us. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think Liga MX is overrated. When they had, I think the rankings came out and they had the top eight in CONCACAF, all Liga Mekis teams. Absolutely. But I do think that their, their top teams are, are great. Yeah, but not Monterey, top eight. America. That's no, going no, no, but that's what I'm I saying. Mean, like, Juarez like, well, was higher than FC Cincinnati and Philadelphia. Well, like, that makes just, no sense. Well, I just think that fans in general that look at leagues around the world. I think that they're kind of quick to to shit on United States of on on American teams. Sure, I think they're they're quick on to the shit league, on MLS, sure. and so if they they'll find any way to say this league this team is better than whatever America. I mean, there's people that are literally saying that the Saudi Arabia league is better than the MLS league. Like, 
I, I just I I don't get it, you know. No, I don't because they they have they have a lot better. Uh, they have better players, like players by big, top four, right? Teams. Big, right, the top because they have no salary cap and they're just yeah. just they're paying just, a they're crap load of money. To, right, the right. state so, is literally pumping money into yeah. those clubs. So right I, I I get what they're saying, but I, and I love those comparisons. Like, ooh, look at Ronaldo and all the people that followed him to Saudi Arabia. Who's followed Messi? There's a salary cap here. There's a reason why yeah. people, if they were gonna get the same exact paycheck from both places. I promise you, they'd be in MLS right now. Like, yeah. and on, I, let, let's let's be and, and I guarantee that that same person that's asking you look at Ronaldo doesn't even know where Ronaldo plays. Probably <laughs> well, doesn't. They, even they know might know where he. Team. No, no, they might know where he plays. I just, I promise you, they don't know how to watch it because I have no idea how to watch those games. I don't no, either. I have like, no, no idea. <laughs> all right, so yeah, I just wanted to, to, to talk about that a second. So, all right, so let's get into Cincinnati. Oh, no, wait. Yeah. Oh, I did want to bring up one more thing. I'm sorry. No worries. Drake Calendar. Drake Calendar. Monster. Absolutely. Absolute monster. I, I remember after the first three games of this season, I asked, is there a chance that he, he could win or not win, but be in talks for MVP? And people were like, what the hell? That's stupid. But I meant it because I knew that our defense was bad. And everybody's like, oh, no, we won two of the th first three games. Our defense looked like crap. And I thought that Drake was the only reason that we were 2-0 and and then 2-1 and and so on and so forth. If it wasn't for Drake, we wouldn't have, like, three wins this year. Yeah, yeah absolutely, especially and, when Gregory went down. That, that yeah, was... so Drake was the reason that we looked better defensively than we should have because he was, he was like, leading the league in shots against. And everybody's like, oh, but our defense isn't that bad. I was like, I'm sorry, but that indicates that it is bad because he has to make all these saves. That's terrible. But anyway. My, my, my thing is, everybody keeps saying that he's going to leave soon. Now, I kind of wanted to th see what you thought, Justin. Do you think Drake has to go to Europe? Because I have, I think otherwise. What do you think? It depends on what his goals are. I think the real cash cow still for U.S. players is the World Cup runs. So with Greg Berhalter, not so much. Craig Berhalter clearly doesn't prioritize that. He wants playing time. So if if Drake Callender is going to go to a side and play in uh, a Serie A, a La Liga, or a, um, obviously, Premier League, you know, and be a starter, then he'll make that move. But if he's yeah. not going to be a starter, he's not doing this, you know, we, we see Gaga Selena just getting transferred out, going over to Chelsea. It's... Drake Calendar needs to probably just stay at Inter Miami until something more attractive opens up where he's going to get consistent playing time overseas. And, and go ahead, Chris. No, and I th I don't know. Do, do you think that it's beneficial though, Danny? Like if he's if he leaves now while man, like well not now but like what a wise in the man. immediate. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to mention that that the wise men say what's up, guys. It's uh. It's, I, think uh, they, I think they jumped on just to talk shit to Justin, honestly. Yeah, for sure. It's a it's a competing competing podcast team out in uh, <laughs> out in Ohio in Columbus. Uh -huh. Now, uh, I, I, I don't. Is it is it really beneficial though, Danny, for him to move within the near future, especially I'm, now that Messi and the whole gang are here? Well, a couple things. Uh, obviously, everybody assumed, uh, and it's given Europe has is better, right? Overall, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why everybody says that you want to make the move. But a couple things to consider. 
Matt Turner. What happened to Matt Turner when he went to Arsenal? He played no games. He's not yeah. even in Arsenal anymore. He, he, I forgot where he went. He went somewhere else. When you make that move to Europe, if you're going because they're offering you so much money that you can't pass it up, I get it. But to go to Europe just to say, oh, I'm playing in Europe now, to me, it doesn't make yeah. any sense, especially when you're playing on the same team as Lionel Messi. Because I promise you, around the world, nobody has any idea who Matt Turner is. But right now, maybe not a complete household name, but a lot more people know who Drake Calendar is after this Saturday because he's playing with Messi than he would if he was playing for the backup role in Arsenal or if he was starting yeah. for, I don't know, a random it, team. I can't, off the top of my it, head, I can't think of any. He's, he's at Bournemouth in the EPL. He's a starting okay, goalkeeper go. at Bournemouth. But you're right. I mean, uh, Inter-Miami is drawing more eyes than Bournemouth in the EPL. Oh. I mean, I, I, <laughs> obviously a recently promoted team over the past few seasons, but that's incredible. Like Inter Miami has drawn the attention, but it is, it is to what end, yeah. right? Are you are you I, trying I, to increase value or are you trying to? Yes, he is at Nottingham. I'm sorry, I, Nottingham. I just remembered. Sorry, he is at, Nottingham, he's Nottingham Forest, yes. Not yes. Sorry, but yes, it is same same applies. Nottingham Forest is a very local club. It it is you know obviously in the limelight of EPL and is around houses worldwide. But Messi is the ultimate attention getter. Uh, I think no, he's and, the great savior of football as far as most uh fans worldwide not just in europe yeah. not just in south america and 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 to that point I, and i think another argument that people give is like okay matt turner is starting at nottingham so he's going to see more consistent better quality competition i get it okay you have a point there but is nottingham going to be playing possibly against the top teams in south america in the copa libertadores probably not is he playing against the top Mexican teams? No. There's a chance that Inter-Miami might play in the World Cup for clubs in 2025. Drake Callender might be playing against Real Madrid. Is Matt Turner going to be playing against those teams? No. I think Drake Callender is in a really good situation. Unless they offer him a boatload of money, which unfortunately here in the MLS, because of the salary cap, they can't. Unless he's leaving for the money, go for it. Take care of your family. Do what you got to do. But if it's not a boatload of money... This is the spot for him, and I don't see him leaving because he is in the perfect situation right now. So th that that was my take on it. I kind of wanted to see what you guys thought. I agree. Yeah. I, I think I think if it's a Champions League uh, side, then he'll go. If Ajax comes calling, if uh, Inter my or Inter Milan comes calling, then obviously right. he'll, he'll he'll make that jump where he'll be a starter. Yeah, if if he's a yeah. starter solely. Right. All right. So, uh, I mean, and, ahead, Chris. and some and somebody Zahid is mentioning Matt Turner is going to play against uh, against City, United, Arsenal, Tottenham, Newcastle. Dude, grow up. I I, I mean, Zahid's got a point <laughs> what though. What are I we mean, doing with that? He, he's playing against Erin Holland. He's getting um um oh god. He's getting a score on by Erin Holland. I don't know. Oh yeah. Well. Yeah, with uh, Nottingham Forest's defensive line, yes, definitely. But yeah, I think it staying in Miami just increases his value over time, and it does and, and nothing again, to hurt him with the USMNT. And, and back to uh, I'm sorry, I forgot who who, who said that. Um, I get it; the quality is better in league play. But Nottingham That's isn't playing outside of the EPL. Nottingham is going to stay in the EPL. He's going to play in the FA Cup. He's going to play. Uh, again, against 
all the teams that you mentioned, Man City and all of them. That's great. But right now, Drake Callender personally is getting international exposure, something that Nottingham isn't going to offer Matt Turner, something that mm-hmm. the Spurs aren't going to af- offer Callender. Right? right now, he's getting this international exposure, so I think he's going to take a full advantage of that, and that might give him a way better, bigger paycheck in the future. So I don't, I don't see him leaving unless, again, like we said, it's a crazy payday, and, and maybe that's coming his way, but we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, I do have a lot of growing up to do for sure. All right, so let's get into Cincinnati. Justin. Can you tell me what last time we spoke to you? I told you I predicted before the season started Cincinnati would be would win the East. And then we came on and everybody in the chat was having a lot of fun with you because they said Acosta and Brenner are leaving by the summer. Well, Acosta <laughs> hasn't left. How's the team looking up until Costa's, now? Right? Because Costa is saying. Yeah, Costa was never gonna leave. No, oh, no. okay. He, he he's had his run. He's coming, he's gonna stay in MLS. So how's, how's the team looking overall? Because, I mean, I thought they were the best team. And then after yesterday, everybody's like, oh, well, maybe they're not as good as we thought. So what, what, what are we thinking? Well, I'm thinking we're uh, 51 points on the table right now. Uh, seven How points did they ahead. look at the League's Cup? Well, we beat, <laughs> we, we beat uh, Chivas, obviously. Uh, okay. You know, one, one and a half, or uh, I guess uh, the B team for Chivas. <laughs> beat them three over two days mind you we we had to end up finishing the match in an empty stadium but it was uh three that i don't remember one i believe is is the result against chivas who was you know runners up uh in the liga mechis in the last tournament so pretty good i guess uh 51 points uh ahead of everybody that's seven points ahead of the standings right now currently as it stands uh, not too far ahead on goal or matches played. Uh, but if you're going to sit there and look at Columbus game and how much that matchup means to both Cincinnati and Columbus, and then mm-hmm. consider that we had three center backs out in that game. We had Matt Miazga, yellow card accumulation, one of our better players, right? Max Tam right. contract. And you had Yorsa Mascara, the lone player from Wolves, who is Mm -hmm. arguably our best defensive player in the history of FC Cincinnati, picked up a knock on Thursday's practice. If you're going to take that snapshot there and say that's what FC Cincinnati is going to be against the team who leads the league in goals scored, I'd say that's, that's a little bit naive. But as far as the overall, it, it is a bit concerning. FC Cincinnati before League's Cup had had 21 matches, I believe it was, and 20 of those matches, or sorry, 20 different starting lineups in those matches. So the cohesion is just, we, we have never hit that gear where we were last year, where everybody was moving together. Ever, and to be this far ahead currently as it stands, I'd say we're doing pretty well right now. I think there's lots of room for improvement. Um, I think there were some holes that were opened up in yesterday's match, but I don't think that people can just look at FC Cincinnati and see his rollover. And somebody mentioned here in the comments of since he played all of their starters, uh, maybe they want to rest them up for Inter-Miami. I mean, it looked like 
like you guys did. I think aside from maybe aside from the back line, you 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 yeah. got what you got. It was pretty much our our starting lineup. You had Celentano making his first start in a month and a half because Alec Khan played all league, which is an interesting thing. We'll see how it, he's played every single cup match so far yeah. as far as League's Cup and Open Cup. So is he going to get the start against Miami or are we going to play our starter, Celentano? We'll see. I would imagine Celentano, but Pat Noonan has made it a point to keep Alec Khan, who, if you don't know, is probably the most attractive reserve goalkeeper in the league. Uh, the, the knock that you were talking about, I, I know my, my, my yeah, yeah, my, it my, was, Jesus Christ. yeah, is everybody expected back for Wednesday's game? Yes. Everybody except for the third one that I did not mention, uh, by name, but Haglin actually picked up the knock in the match. So he, he went out at halftime. So he did start the match, but he didn't play the match through, uh, his injury is kind of unknown. It's not, it wasn't mentioned it doesn't seem to be a concern uh mascara it seems to be a little bit of if he's not a hundred percent let's not play him uh against columbus which you know obviously the fans wanted the hell is real derby but obviously you're prioritizing the u.s open cup we're prioritizing a trophy it, pat sure. noonan day one when he walked in this building said that is the goal is to win trophies and he has mentioned several times he will prioritize whichever trophy is most likely or is right in front of their face. So obviously, Open Cup is uh, the the first available the priority. Trophy. Yeah. Well, and 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 people are mentioning. I mean, NG is NG is really really on on another level today. He's mentioning that Inter Miami looks exhausted during the final, not looking really good. I, mean, I don't know if you noticed, like Messi ran a total of like seven minutes all game. I think we're perfectly fine. It's no big deal. Um, I think Nashville Relax. just did a good job containing everything. Like they didn't get cute like Philadelphia. I, if Philadelphia yeah. doesn't get cute, that game's a lot tighter. Uh, Nashville came in with a purpose. They stayed compact and they they just they closed off all the passing lanes for Busquets and they just played the, the good game. They played a good game. That, I mean, you just got to give them yes. credit. I, I thought. Like I told you, I, I thought that this would be a low-scoring game, and I didn't think it was going to go to PKs, but I did think it was going to be low-scoring because they were. I think that that helped Nashville, right? Seeing what the, Philadelphia did and how it backfired on them, yeah. they're like, you know what? Let's not get cute. Let's just go and play our game, and and they did. They're, they're the best defense in the league. All right. Uh, so we have a lot of new people to the channel, a lot of new people watching, obviously, right? New to MLS and and into Miami, so a lot of people don't know a lot of about the teams across the, the country. So if you had to kind of inform people that are going to be watching Cincinnati for the first time on Wednesday about players to watch for, who would you say? Uh, first and foremost, it has to be Luciano Acosta. Uh, the Argentinian, he is absolutely electric when he gets on the ball. He plays a bit like Messi, to be honest with you, as far as he doesn't really burn the gas. He, he is sitting back, watching things develop, and then it's that quick moment where he is just absolutely magical. Now, he has two guys in front of him who bring a lot of pedigree, but they're still working out cohesion. But I would mention Vasquez quickly after um, Luciana Costa because Vasquez is probably the closest thing to a 
true nine in this league. He is a guy that is just going to be in the box and be a problem and something that you have to man mark the entire match. Uh, and then apart from that, Obina Nwobono is going to be the absolute linchpin in a match against Inter-Miami. Abina Nwobono is probably the best six in MLS. I know a lot was given, and, and rightfully so, to the six in Philadelphia. Bina is a lot better than him. He's uh, a lot more athletic, a lot more instinctual. He is a lot more playing at your feet. So he would be the guy if you were looking at Busquets and saying, hey, how are we going to be able to con- contain uh, Busquets in this situation? I would say probably Ovina is going to be the guy that you're going to look at on the field. You're not going to be able to contain him, but you are going to have somebody harassing him the entire time. And then uh, lastly, I'd probably go with Mascara. Mascara has been what kept FC Cincinnati when we were dealing with the Brenner transfer and we weren't producing on goal scores. Uh, Mascara is just an absolute beast. He He's a guy that's going to play the ball forward. He's going to aggressively go at you he's going to get in your head the entire match and he just so happens to be on Messi's side of the pitch uh somebody's asking justin is alvaro fit to play alvaro bariel yeah yeah he's mm-hmm. fit i have a little bit weird because i think if anybody's watching came off the game yeah he came off the game but it, it the game was sold at that point. I mean, I yeah. think it was a 70 minute, 75th minute, maybe Yes, uh, yes. substitution. And um, it, it just, they, they really didn't have any chemistry going on there. And, and everybody is returning from two weeks of not playing. So they're, they haven't had a 90 minute, not even a substitution in that time. So I would say that Barial coming off is not a concern at all. I think Barial was asked to do something completely different, something he was asked to do in the MLS All-Star game, which is just sit back and try to absorb some of the pressure. He wasn't very much of a factor going forward. He will be in Miami when you have Yedlin on that side wanting to go forward as well. How Santiago Arias? Arias is just kind of a guy who just can't get off the injury bench. I mean, that's, that's part of the reason why FC Cincinnati has had several lineups. Is because they have a couple guys who just, for whatever reason, it seems like every other week we're talking about them picking up a knock. And uh, Arias has obviously shown a little bit of skill, but he is completely not in this team's chemistry or rhythm. I think you saw, if anybody watched that match against Columbus, an absolutely embarrassing play where Bopenza kicks the ball straight to the corner flag Yes. And everybody is confused. Like, what in the world was that? And Arius is like all the way back, not running forward. And that's, I mean, FC Cincinnati is a 3-5-2 team. They love to play their wing backs forward. Barrial, um, obviously, would love Arius to be that other guy. But he just doesn't have the legs right now. I don't know what the deal is. He consistently gets injured. And uh, there's just no chemistry right now. But it will develop. There's still 12 matches to go in the season. Well, uh, I mean, you just brought up the the three five two. So you guys play a three five two. You guys, I'm assuming you're aggressive offensively because you guys are, are, are a top scoring team. We so are you push up with your wing backs. Okay, counter press team. So and you're constantly pushing up with your wing backs. So are you susceptible to the counter also? Then we are count. We are very susceptible to direct play through the middle. 
challenging our back line to hold in line and to be able to diffuse uh, some of the trickier situations that come at it. And as you saw in the Columbus match, not being able to get the ball off of a Nagby or a Aiden Morris really, really messed Aiden up. Morris had a game. Yeah, he just Aiden Morris had a game. <laughs> yeah. yes. Worked FC Cincinnati. And that was shocking. And that's that's part of it. But they deliberately, and I mean, we all give Nancy a lot of credit. Uh, they deliberately went away from Obina Nuovado. I think Pat Noonan saw that and he may make a change with respects to Junior Moreno and bring in a lot more younger and a lot more fit uh, Angolo. And, and somebody's uh, Rashid is asking here if it's only an away game. It is an away game on Wednesday, which brings me to one of the points I wanted to make. Um, and I guess we'll get back to some of the tactics and stuff. But I don't know if you remember, Justin, the post that you had uh, put up of, of Cincinnati sort of marching in. Mm-hmm. And then we, I, I see a random Argentine in Jersey, and I mentioned it in the <laughs> in the comments. And I, I, I mean, I imagine that he's there for Acosta, you know. Yeah, but absolutely, it, you know that there's going to be some people that are going to be there with that jersey that's going to have Messi in the back. Like there'll be quite I mean, a few. Mm-hmm. Thank, thankfully, it's on a Wednesday, so I don't know how the fan turnout is going to be. But Five. I am I'm sorry. Just- just answering that question before it goes away. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I imagine that there's still going to be some people that are out there going to be supporting Inter Miami slash Messi because I mean, th- this year it's just going to be like that. I, I I feel like at some point the fans are going to support Inter Miami, but for now it's just going to be like a hybrid of Inter Miami and Messi supporters. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it, and if you look around Cincinnati where it's kind of centrally located. There's going to be a lot of people coming down from Pittsburgh. There's going to be a lot of people coming in from Chicago. There's going to be a lot of people coming, you know, from all over the place that are going to be coming just for uh, uh, Messi. And, and, you know, okay, that's fine. Uh, It's, you know, TQL Stadium is a very intimidating place for people to play. It is designed for the noise, the crowd noise. But, yeah, (laughs) it's... I fully expect there to be, you know, at least 25% uh, Miami slash Messi supporters there. That's similar to what it was in Nashville on Saturday. I, I yeah. thought it was going to be more, but Nashville came out and they represented that. I respect that. Um, yeah. But I, I suggest you guys don't have a, a, a weird chant like they do. I mean, it's not weird, but the NSC, it sounded like Messi. I'm sorry. And, and apparently from what I've heard on the broadcast, it also sounded like they were chanting Messi. So it that, did, it's not yeah. a good look. Yeah, uh, it's we, not a we good do look. we do the FCC chant. The it's kind of like a slow drum FCC, nah. and then progressively goes forward. Nah, that, it, but. it won't it won't it won't come off like the NSC. That, that was that was. Hopefully, we get the goal chant going a lot more. Well, that would be. That would well, be I'm not as tired effect. I'm not as scared as uh, uh, for your goal chant as I was for Philly. So, like, we're already oh past Duke. What I'm is your obsession with the Duke? I'm telling you, man, that is it's a traumatizing celebration. And then you know what else I like that Philly does is that whenever the opposing team substitutes their players, they say something like "you suck" or something yeah. like that, like really loud. Yeah, yeah, they do that every really? time that an opposing yeah every time that an opposing team's players are substituting. You know how they mention like. Oh. 
coming into the game, Daniel Lynn for yeah. Christian, and then it's like, you suck or something yeah. like yeah suck there we go that's what they yeah. do yes fc cincinnati it's, does the same thing they do it um mainly during the lineups when, yeah. when, they're, when they're announcing each of the players for miami and Messi's not going to be um absolved of that because uh i think walker zimmerman was the person Messi's that was not reading. coming off huh oh, oh yeah sorry, yeah it, it it i don't know if you guys have ever like been around like the Bengals or the the Reds or any of that stuff, but Cincinnati has a reputation of being a rather toxic kind of fan base. They they really like to dig into people and get into it, and that's kind of bleeding over to FC Cincinnati now. It oh, I don't know if you heard this. on the broadcast there was uh, uh, F Ted Uncle. And it was loud. I mean, that entire oh stadium, you could hear them chanting F Ted Uncle, who's who was the match official for the Columbus game. But I mean, it gets heated. They're they're gonna be into it. FC Cincinnati is gonna be into it, and they're certainly the fans aren't gonna be afraid of uh a Messi or a Busquets or Alba. Yeah. Um just to answer, Yance is asking uh Inter Miami will make a champion presentation. When will it happen? It's actually going to happen on August 30th. It, and it's coincidentally, it's going to happen against Nashville. So that's, that's uh, what a stinger. I know. What a stinger. What a, I mean, it's poetic. Um, all right. So you said 3 5 2. You guys, you said you play the counter. So you're going to allow us to just possess the ball, which, I mean, that, that doesn't mind doing. And it's just going to be passing the ball back and forth, see who makes the mistake first, I'm assuming. It depends on where Noonan's going to go. I mean, obviously, Noonan is the former assistant coach of Jim Curtin. So I'm sure he's going to, you know, dig into Jim Curtin's mind a little bit on, you know, mistakes made sure. in that matchup and then figure out how he wants to attack it with a full roster. So I would say if I was going to guess, and based on Pat Noonan's comments and post Columbus match, they may dial it back a little bit. They're not going to come at him because they weren't able to successfully apply pressure. Now, part of that was because the midfield had to push back for support in the back line. Mm -hmm. But the other part of that is, you know, maybe we don't have the legs to play on against people like Nagby, who's who's sure with the ball. And we know Busquets is sure with the ball. We know Messi's sure with the ball. So if we're going to press that, we we need to be a little bit cautious. So there might be a little bit of playing through the back, trying to work the wings a little bit, trying to keep um, – I'd imagine we would want to keep Yedlin and Alba um, from being just completely pushed forward the entire match. Well, um, Yedlin doesn't push forward as much as he used to. We're building up the left a lot. Now with Jordi Alba and Robert Taylor back there, and you know Messi kind of just is positionless. He kind of just drifts into the middle, even though he's technically the right wing. Mm -hmm. So we're building up a, a, up the left a lot. So there's a lot of space for Yedlin to move up, but he, he doesn't he doesn't push up as much as he used to, which I thought was interesting because I was looking at the stats from last night's game, and you guys were working that right side a lot. So yeah. I'm 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 not sure like that could kind of bite us in the ass because. Jordi Alba might as well be considered a left winger because he's <laughs> constantly up there. And when teams have success against us, it usually starts up that right side. So is that your where I guess your play usually starts from up that right wing? It doesn't actually. It, it, okay. 
again, that was part of it because we we were sure about the skill of. I mean, Cucho Hernandez is a handful, and he likes to find himself in some difficult positions, especially out wide sometimes, and then playing into the box. He's very, very aggressive at coming in at an angle from the box. So I would say with the way we were playing Barial playing back so much, that made it naturally the right side as being the side that we had to play through. And uh, at times at our detriment, um, the right wing back is just not a position we've secured. So I would say we're still going to try to play to the left, but we like to play Vasquez on the right side. So naturally when we get into the attacking third, a lot of that stuff is going to come on Jordi Alba's side. That's not going to be good. I mean, you know, the, the one place you don't want to mess up on is the right side. I, that's, I mean, it's, that's where Messi lives. Like, yeah, well, our right side. So Messi is is right. playing on on the right. Yeah. Oh, so okay. Yes, yes. He's yes. playing into more sure players, right? I uh, think yes, Mascara, yes, yes. Uh, on the other side, that's where I'm really scared because Nick yeah. Haglin has shown times being very late at seeing the play develop in front of him. And we saw Alvis Powell, who is supposed to be a reserve, but obviously with Arias having difficulties being on the pitch, uh, Powell is, uh, just doesn't have what it takes to play at high level. Alvis Powell was our, our, on our first inaugural game in franchise history. He was our, was our right back. Yeah. So yeah, he's made the rounds for sure, but he, yeah, I yeah. mean, he, He's not a terrible player, but he's obviously not a pacey enough player to try to lock down Alba or even if you're having other players float into that position. Fun fact, me and him used to exchange messages back and forth every Sunday night about 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a, a random fact that me, me and Paolo used to go back and forth about 90 Day Fiance. He's um, a great dude, that's so, for sure. Yeah, 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 he is, he is. Yeah. He's a locker yeah, so- room guy for sure. There's uh S shots is mentioning here if uh if 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 your team does a lot of crosses if they work from the outside going in uh often. No. That's before, not what be, we want to do. Oh, go ahead. Be, no, I was going to say before you answer that just so you know everybody listening, yep. I know Inter Miami fans are going to love to hear this. Cincinnati is second in the league in percentages for headed duels one. Mm-hmm. So, they got size. Trees. And if they, they whip one in, yeah. you know, uh, Inter-Miami fans know very well we are terrified of set pieces. That is yes. where open open run of play, our defense is okay, right? It's not great, but we we, we hold our own. But it's, set it's, pieces, that's it. We feel like that's it. This is half of a goal already. And, uh, <laughs> and when, I saw, when I saw that they were the second in the league and highest percentage of headed duels won, I was like, oh, this is not good. This is not good. Yeah, I let just... me let me ease your concerns a little bit on that. Yes, please. A lot of that is tilting the scale on the defensive side. You know, we have trees. Like heading there. the ball away. Okay. Yeah, Yersa Mascara, uh, Matt Miazga, and and I think Hagelin last season was number one in the in the entire league at at had uh, high pointing the ball. Yeah, but Vasquez clearly is one of those players that that definitely could do it, it depends on the service right lucho likes to play short barrio likes to play a little bit more over the top and more of an in-swinging ball so that's that's when it gets a little scary 
Well, and I just I want to mention the guy that said I needed yeah, uh, to grow up. So real quick, the guy that said that I need to grow up, he said uh, we conceded against Nashville in a set piece. And it, it's true. It's not necessarily all headers. It's just we're not like not disciplined. We don't keep a mark, our guys. I don't know what it's like a zone, but like nobody knows how to play the zone. So it's just like a scramble all the time. So it's not necessarily a header. It's just set pieces is just what we just don't do well. So I, I, uh, that that's what I'm fearful of. Which is surprising and, because your your central center back is pretty good at that, if I recall. He's pretty, maybe the only Christoph. Uh, well, Christoph definitely had a great game against Nashville, but I'm talking about um, the guy from Montreal. Oh, uh, Miller! Come on, Miller! Come on, Miller. Yes. Miller! Yeah, Miller is really good at finding the ball. Uh, maybe not the athleticism to high point it, but yeah. very good at finding positions. Well, it, it almost feels like everybody crowds the front post and they just forget about the back post. It's like, eh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, I, I want to mention real quick the roller coaster that you guys are putting the listeners on. Banny Grisson just mentioned Taylor Feast, Fagundo Farias Feast. And that was before you started talking about swinging in passes. And then all of a sudden, he throws in, oh, God, we need <laughs> Ta Aviles. So the kind of roller coaster that we as a fan base are going through in terms of that, I mean, that that stat that you put up, Danny, is exactly what led him to feel that. Yeah. No, but, you know, but I, I give it to Justin because he did call my, because for it's a percentage, right? It doesn't say offensive headers. It just says headed duels, which just tells mm-hmm. me that they have big bodies. But like Justin said, that's not how they play. That's, we're not going to have any headed goals is what he's saying. Like you're yeah. not gonna play any balls in in the air because they're gonna win that headed duel. So that like, does like against my worry a against little bit. Philadelphia, were you concerned about Galese or Elliot scoring a goal? No. So yeah. it's basically it's basically the same thing with just a lot younger players. What do you think of this comment, Danny? I mean, did you see that comment that I just Uh-oh. put up about uh, about what, what, hiding no, our I'm... defenders in a bathroom? No, I was talking, I was looking at Mike V talking crap about 90 Day Pillow Talk. That's like one of my favorite shows. Don't don't hate on 90 Day Fiance. I'm sorry. That show is if you're not on 90 Day Fiance, you gotta get on that. That's a good show. Uh, what were you saying, Chris? Yeah, that Mr. Fax brings up in the chat. Can Kristoff and Miller be locked in the restroom and we take two different defenders, please? I mean, I don't know if you want McVeigh playing a center back right now, Mr. Fax. Like let's I, I don't think I, we I should agree. be doing that. Big guy is funny. Uh I look, I don't think Avilis plays. And if he does, he's gonna come in on as a late sub. I think Christoph and, and Kamal Miller, because it's the semifinal game and they probably don't want to be, you know, testing new things out, uh, you know, for a semifinal game. Uh, I don't think Avilis is gonna start the game. I thought Christoph played well, one of his better games. Uh Kamal Miller has been playing well as as of late also. So I think that maybe he comes in as a sub, maybe, but I, I don't see it. Uh, Farias maybe comes in for Taylor at some point, but I think we're going to have the same back line we've had. Now, one worry I do have is that a lot of teams were rotating their their 11, right? They'd have one or two different starters throughout the Le- League's Cup tournament. Hmm. We ran out basically the same 11 after after that Cruz Azul game. And I mean, I guess after all the three big names debuted every game, right? They these guys must be somewhat tired. Like it, they ran seven games in less than a month, and now they got this game coming up, and they have the Red Bulls in three days after that. Like it's it's a marathon that they're going through right now. So that does have me a little worried, especially since Cincinnati has rested for two weeks, and then 
he said he didn't even start their back line last game. So they're, they're going to be a lot fresher than we will. And and uh, Morrow's mentioning is the Cincinnati defense good because I saw results that they lost 3-0 yesterday. Just on the east, there's only two other teams that have allowed less goals than them, and that's Nashville uh, and Philadelphia. So, yeah, they're they're pretty good on defense too. So, yeah. Now, I mean, it's, there's it, probably different stats that can break down where they're sort of, you know, not great in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Early well, in the season, the it was on early on the season. It was um, a little bit of the communication aspect. Yeah. I think as of late, it's being able to just not be able to fill a consistent lineup and the midfield just kind of breaking down and giving away pretty easy turnovers. But now we kind of have all the pieces back. And now it kind of feels like we're going to start massaging that again where we can control the ball in the midfield. Yeah, I agree well, with that. Well, that, that transition back to where I was going to, what I was going to get to right now. So Cincinnati, where are they going to try to take advantage of Inter-Miami? Like, what is that strength that you're like, okay, this is probably what the strategy is going to be to go ahead and get one or two on Miami? I think just from what I've seen is playing direct. I think that FC Dallas didn't do a lot of playing around. I think most people are going to look at FC Dallas and say, hey, what can we do to do that, right? Mm-hmm. I think not playing um, Carranza <laughs> and Ua was the most <laughs> bizarre decision well, I've ever seen. My understanding is Carranza was hurt. That's what I heard. I don't care if he's hurt. Play him. <laughs> 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 Leaks cup or nothing, right? No, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it just – it it. It, it boggles the mind. Like you, you have to play direct, but you have to play sure, right? With 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 um, Inter Miami. But I think that FC Cincinnati, they just haven't had Bupenza around long enough. They have had four matches now with Bupenza as a starter, and you know it looked amazing against uh, again going back to Chivas, and it looked serviceable against a really really turtle turtle shell Nashville defense. Remember we went. Same as Inter Miami, we just scored one last penalty kick mm-hmm. uh, in the PK shootout. So it, it's it's looked serviceable at, to this point, but I think playing direct, getting back to what FC Cincinnati does well with playing a little bit off of Barial and Acosta over there on the left, and then oh oh Vasquez is on the right side, and getting that you know late late track back. They they they, they Cincinnati's strength especially against you guys is going to be playing a little bit on your left side and trying to really make uh, Yedlin earn his money. And as far as where, where could you make us feel good, right? Where's that weakness? That's like, okay, if you're going to go ahead and you're like, Hey, Tata, I'm going to help you out here. This is what you need to take advantage of. What is that weakness? You really need to take advantage of where Messi plays, <laughs> because because I mean with with the mascara out there, obviously it's a little bit more challenging now, right? Um, when you're not having a mascara to deal with, it's a little bit easier to really make uh, Barial come back and really try to be a defensive back, which he's just not. He's he's a very good attacking uh, winger, but. I, I would be very concerned with FC Cincinnati because I don't think that you're going to see a very high play from 
messy. I think FC Cincinnati does a very good job at the little bit of the messy finding his way at the top of the box. Nobody's marking him. Oh my God, he's scoring a goal. You know what I mean? There, there's mm-hmm. not going to be much of that. But I think that whenever you're, you're getting him dropping back just a bit further and playing a little bit off of that and going to the left, especially, and be able to quick swing it out there to Taylor, kind of like what we saw in the first two matches uh, from Inter-Miami, I think that's where FC Cincinnati fans are going to be praying that it doesn't happen because our midfield is pretty good, but Acosta doesn't track back and Moreno just doesn't have the legs. He's smart, but he doesn't have the legs if Messi's going to go blasting through the center, central portion and swing the ball out left. Okay. This is a good question right here by Zahid. Uh, it, it, Messi's not going to score sooner or later. Where are the goals coming from? I fear Zahid, you got to watch it. You got to watch a couple games. Have you watched any games, buddy? Like watch a couple games. You had a goal from, you had a couple goals from Taylor. I mean, who else scored a goal? You got Joseph scored some goals. Yep. You know, you have, uh, Jordi Alba scored a goal. Everybody I think scored. he scored two da- goals. Da- yeah, I mean... David, David Ruiz has scored, but I, I don't. I don't know if he means. I mean, Messi just opens up the field for everybody else. So I mean, yeah. he's gonna have opportunities, but Messi's the one that makes everything go. Um, the weather. And I also, What's I the... also want to mention one more thing, real quick, is mm-hmm. that we didn't see it in the last matchup, but we said this last time. Joseph Martinez has absolutely terrorized. FC Cincinnati in the past. Uh, very different dif- uh, back line, but it definitely right. puts a little bit of fear in the supporters. It's funny because they somebody told me that about Philadelphia. I think it was everybody Todd says that to us, Danny. I know, everybody. but it, it's because he was so good before. He terrorized everybody. Yeah, like I said, before, the, before the Philly game, Todd's like, yeah, but Joseph always kills us. It's like, man, yeah. I've heard this so much. When is he going to actually start doing it? So well, this I, is the, he, he could he could bring that back. Yeah. Yeah. We we get we get three um defensive back lines, right? They're not always the most they're not usually the quickest reactionary uh defenses. So I think Martinez can really if he if he's playing very aggressive, if he has the legs after a long league's cup run, um that's a that's somebody that FC Cincinnati is definitely gonna keep in the back of their mind. I, no. I, I I want to mention again, Zahid. All right, so what are we talking about, Zahid? Are we talking about after Messi? Are we talking about before Messi? Uh, I can't. I don't know where the 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 time well, before, well, to... well, before Messi, we had scored twenty two goals in twenty two games. So yes, the offense was completely horrible before Messi. But once Messi arrived, he opened everything up. All of a sudden, Robert Taylor had room to move. Joseph had room to to run into the box because everybody was overcrowding on Messi. So like things have changed for sure. Definitely Messi Zahid, has changed things since he arrived. Zahid, nobody is saying that we were perennial all-stars or the best in the world. Nobody's saying that. Right? So like I'm looking at the comments, no one is saying that. Sure. We all understand and realize that Messi has contributed greatly to our success. Mm-hmm. For sure. What's the weather looking like in Cincinnati this week? Hot but not not anything compared to Miami or uh, or Central Dallas Florida. that uh, Dallas game was wild Dallas 
Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be 89 at kickoff uh, Fahrenheit, so that's 32 Celsius for uh, international fans. Um, and I think I think at the end of the match we're going to drop down to probably like low 80s and that. So it's it's going to okay. stay hot. It's going to stay a little bit humid. You have the river, the Ohio River nearby, um, but it, it shouldn't be anything for Miami. Right, that's that's a conversation for no, yeah, like, that's that's not too bad. But after that real. Dallas game, because that Dallas stuff was was wild. Yeah, it ain't gonna be All Dallas, right. that's for sure. Yeah. All right. So, uh, if anybody in the chat has any more questions for Justin, uh, just just start writing them down because we're about to get into our predictions, and we can get to those questions afterwards. So, yes, predictions, Justin. We're coming off a big game, riding high. I think Inter Miami's feeling themselves. They want a chip, but I know I, I could just tell the way they celebrated that they're not satisfied. They want another one, so they're gonna come in and and they're they're not taking this game for granted. They they they're gonna come in and they they want to be in another final. Cincinnati has a trophy, at my understanding. So they're also hungry. They, I mean, they they sacrificed the the hell is real for this game. What is your prediction for? Wednesday's semifinal game against Inter Miami. I think three two. Inter Miami, in the okay. probably probably find a goal somewhere in the hundred and fourth minute. I think this thing goes to extra time, and I think that Miami is going to probably be able to find that short moment of brilliance to put themselves ahead. Take FC, right. Cincinnati. Chris. FC Cincinnati's depth drops a little bit off once you get beyond that. Right. Once you start bringing in those five subs. Yeah. Chris, what are we thinking? I Listen, you already know how I feel about Cincinnati. Right, Danny? We've we've gone over this. What's this guy, this goalie, Celentano? You don't, you don't <laughs> know how happy I was that he got all those goals scored on him. You have no idea how happy that made me. So I am looking forward strictly to see at least four balls hit the back of the net. So minimum goals, I say, is going to be four, and I think it's going to be 4-2. No, 4-1. I think it's going to be 4-1. Write it down, jot it down, put the house. I know I just saw Greenberg somewhere around here. I know he's a betting man. Put the house on that, baby. 4-2 Inter Miami. Look at this. Mike V with the 7-3 Kampapi hat trick. <laughs> I love that energy, bro. I love it. I love it. Um, uh, okay. Well, I try to be a little more realistic with my takes. Um <laughs> I I don't see I don't see 7-2 for sure. Um, I, I do think that the that we will he give him an extra goal. take advantage of, of, of that center midfield. Um, I think the way I saw uh, Columbus take advantage of it yesterday, I think Busquets, uh, Ben Krem, I'm sure you maybe you've heard of him. I don't know how familiar you are with him, but, but that kid is like watching a gazelle run through the middle of that pitch. And then you got Messi. I think that we're going to take advantage of that. I think we put up three and I think we give up one. I'm going to say three, one Miami. Uh, I just, it's, I mean, I, I know this 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 fantasy ride we're on has to eventually end, right? We have to eventually lose to somebody. I just don't think it's happening on Wednesday. I, I and I think that, um, yeah, I think three one, and and that that's 
That's what I'm hoping for. Now, bef before I, I, I go to, to Justin, because I'm going to ask Justin, because I'm sure Justin, since he's been watching some Inter games, has an opinion. Chris, are we finally going to see Campana start, or are we still uh, with the Joseph? And everybody is chiming in on this, and I think I think that um I think that right now with the momentum riding towards this US Open Cup after getting this high of the League's Cup and seeing how Campana sort of performed, I think that it's the right time to start him. I, I think I think we should see him start. I I agree also. Um and uh Go ahead, uh, Chris. They think that that you're a gringo and that you're crazy for predicting more than two goals in a semifinal professional football game. Listen, Erwin. Um, I mean, have you watched any Inter Miami games in the last month, bro? Wake well, up! Obviously, get out of. Well, I, don't, I don't think I think he missed the semifinal of the League's Cup when we put up four on one of the best defenses, yeah. which is Philadelphia in Philadelphia. So Irwin. just in case, Erwin, go back watch that semifinal game against Philadelphia, one of the better defenses in the league, where Miami put up four goals on them. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to put up four goals. I, I don't think so, but I do think they'll put up three. Get your me, buddy SpongeBob and go watch a couple games, bro. Please. Let me mention this. Philadelphia is a lot more cohesive than Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a very good team. But Philadelphia has been playing several seasons in a lot yeah, of competitions. They have their, their same eleven from last year, and I mean, like Champions League. They've, I mean, this is literally the same lineup that they've been putting out there, other than Carranza and Ua, obviously, right? But, I honestly thought that Miami might lose that game. I had no, no confidence going into that game. No, that was shocking. No. Yeah, no. yeah, that was that was wild. All right, um, I'm not sure why I'm crazy, but I mean. I'll take it. Who do you think should start, Campana or Joseph, Justin? I think that Joseph should start, and it's just solely beyond. It's solely because of the matchup. You know, I think Cabana is probably. Let me. I have to pause a little bit before I say this, but I think that Campana at this point is probably a better option for Miami. But a matchup against since yes, technically, but I think that. With Cincinnati, a lot of what Capana likes to do can be easily dealt with with Cincinnati's back line. Mm, so I would I would play a little bit more of that, you know, swarming that style that uh, Joseph Martinez can bring. And then obviously with Taylor coming in on the left, uh, uh, Messi sliding over, playing a little bit of those small shifty players is probably the better option right now. But Capana, I think, in the long run, is probably going to be your better option for, for Inter-Miami. Just because and, he is the closest thing. You have a lot of playmakers, mm -hmm. right? I, I know Joseph Martinez has been a, a tremendous goal scorer in his you know MLS career. But you have a ton of playmakers. You need somebody to finish. And if Capana needs to show it, too. That that that's something that's probably holding him up. He needs to show that pedigree, right? He's had a lot of matches with Inter Miami, pre Messi with Messi. He's he's been a, a, more of a substitute, but I think Capana has to kind of take that bull by the horns and actually prove that he deserves to be out there and puts him on the net. And I know that's a lot of pressure, right? I mean, you have 
that that I mean that was as close as it can get in the uh, League's Cup final against Nashville. I mean he was yeah. right there on it. He just couldn't get his foot around the ball. But I I think that Kapana will eventually be the choice uh, nine yeah. for for Miami. But I, I think eventually I think so I because think. Lu- Luis Suarez eventually come here and he take his spot. But oh yeah, of course, I, I, yeah. I, but but I do agree Neymar with is you. Coming. As... <laughs> <laughs> Neymar is coming. Twenty twenty five. He's coming. He's coming. <laughs> I, I do agree though. Um, Campana and I, we were talking about this just a couple of weeks ago. Inter Miami, like most fan bases, right? We we kind of. Um, put these players that have like a good stretch on this high pedestal and we're like, Oh, this guy is it. But like yeah. outside of a couple, like a month or two that he had in the beginning of 2022, he really hasn't done a lot. He really hasn't. So he You're still has to show him. it. No, no, because him. I want to give him yeah. credit because although he missed that goal at the end, which was brutal to watch, I was there and, and I, and I was talking to, to somebody today and I was like, you know what? I, uh, I think back about that, that moment. And I can't remember if it was loud or quiet in the arena. Like, I was so zoned in. Couldn't believe that we were probably going to win the game right there. But whatever. That, that's a different story. Um, I, Joseph doesn't get that opportunity. The way Campana bodied that defender. Oh, no way. And made, no way. And made the space to be one-on-one mm-hmm. with that goalie. Joseph can't do that. And that's, that's part of what Campana brings that I like. But to Justin's point, Joseph, to me, is better technically – he might be even have a higher IQ when it comes to running off the ball, moving off the ball. So I, I think that Joseph doesn't get assist or credit for some of the runs he's made that have led to goals. But if you go back over the last month, there has to be two or three Messi or Robert Taylor goals that Joseph should get some credit for because his runs have taken the defense along with them and opened space for other players. So I think Joseph doesn't get as much credit because he hasn't put the ball in the back of the net. And I get it. He needs to do that also. But he has done other things that have contributed to the team. So yeah, I, I think that Joseph will start. There's nobody in this league that has forgotten Joseph Martinez. <laughs> every, every every single time he steps on the pitch, the coaches, the players are going to be ready for him. Right? Every, so the, yeah, every single team is going to be key. I know Messi's on the pitch. I know Busquets is on the pitch. Every single time Joseph Martinez gets on the pitch, everybody's going to keep an eye on him. And I don't okay. think they're going to man mark him as much as they used to try to do. But I, no. I think that Martinez is pulling, and and that may be necessary. Tata is probably the best person to be in this position for him. For sure, I, I, I think I think Martinez, I think he got some insider trading whenever he decided to move down <laughs> to Miami. Uh, you know, but I don't it, doubt that. I don't doubt that. And and I, every single guest that we've had on, Danny, it's. I mean, I mentioned this a little earlier, but it's really fascinating this year how just about every guest has said the same thing over and over, <laughs> that you got to watch out for Joseph Martinez. And then it's like, here we are watching him week in and week out, and we're listening to all the all the people online and on Twitter or X or whatever here in the chat. And everybody just wants Joseph out of here. They're dying to see Campana and his flowy hair. I mean, not me. I, I I just think that there's they both have their two different you know advantages on how they play, and one is very different than the other. And and I think like how we discussed in the last show that we had together, Danny, is that 
Joseph meshes well with Tata, and his pace meshes better with Messi. So no, and he's and he's buddy buddy with with Messi. But Messi plays well with like a false nine, somebody that that yeah. can kind of fall back a bit. So I think I think uh, I, I think this may be a poor comparison because they're not the same player. <laughs> But if anybody, Davija? I'm sure, I'm sure there's some people that, well, yeah, WV. But think currently for Manchester City, everybody knows what Jack Grealish has. Mm. Manchester City doesn't want Jack Grealish playing. Everybody in Manchester City, like, has had that argument. We want Phil Folden playing, but everyone around the EPL knows what Jack Grealish is and what he can do. And yeah. they're terrified of Jack Grealish. Big ass calves. Well, the big ass calves for sure, but the mm-hmm. absolute <laughs> shiftiness and just oh, the yeah, ab- like the injure energizer bunny stuff. And is and Joseph Martinez gives me that vibes, right? Like when 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 Grillish was at Villa, he was a one man band, but it was good enough, right? And obviously Martinez was a lot more pedigree as far as winning championships with yeah. uh, Atlanta. But uh, Martinez is a player that you just can't give three or four feet of space because he is that firecrack, right? And I think you're seeing that. Not not so much so. with Liga Mekis teams, right, obviously. But I think a lot of people in this league, MLS, are looking at Martinez and they're not willing to give him the space that he probably should get when you consider the rest of the pitch. I have a question for you, Justin. Was Jack Grillish your favorite character on Ted Lasso? No. Oh. I have actually never seen Ted Lasso. That's blasphemy. No, that's I'm why sure. that's that, that's that's why it went over your head what I said. But okay, I'm not a it. TV guy, man. Like I, okay. I the last TV show I probably watched was The Unit, and that's dating myself. That is I don't even very... know what that is. What are, what are we even you know the doing, Justin? Commercial guy? No. Uh-huh. He had a show on CBS. And I mean, that was like in 2009 or something like that. I'm not a TV show guy. But like, hold on. Broward Heron is also saying he's not. But like, there's so many streaming possibilities that you have nowadays. Like, you could go to the bathroom and watch a a, a episode real quick. You could be, you know. I just uh, don't like nonfiction. never, Nonfiction never has compelled me very much. So, I mean, it's I'm, I'm sure it's a great show. Uh, everybody talks about it, and eventually, I probably but, will sit down and watch. The, a there was a character it. that I think was based off of Jack Grealish. I mean, it hasn't been said, but I just assume, and I just assume that you watched it. I don't a, know why. Is he a bit of a whiskey drinker? Yes, he was a party <laughs> guy, and yes, it's yes, definitely they had a uh, him. I, I think that that was based off of him. Nobody's confirmed it, but I definitely think that that was him. Hey. Uh, all right, so we're closing it Hold out. On. We need and, to stop this right now. Joseph, Joseph we need to stop right now. We need to stop right now. realm of uh, partying, right? <laughs> he's got to stop eating. But even though he, he doesn't look too bad this year. He doesn't look too bad this munchies. year. It's the munchies. Mm-hmm. We, we need to stop right now, Zahid. You're mentioning in the chat Neville was the worst thing that could happen to Inner Miami. I mean, do you not know of a guy named Blaze Matweedy? <laughs> like, come on. What are we doing, bro? That that was the Brightline ambassador. Like that's that's what you were. He wasn't playing. He was just greeting people at the Brightline. It was wild, (laughs) and we got the sanctions because of that signing. We got a sanction for signing a a mascot. It's wild what the Miami (laughs) fans have gone through over the last couple years. Did uh, Um, I didn't see any questions. Did you see the questions, Danny? 
No, um, no, but I was going to ask you, do you think, I, I knew, I knew, and I told you this back in last December when I said that Tata would be the, the manager for this team, because I told you if Messi comes, Tata's the manager. But hypothetically, if Neville is coaching this team over the last month with these players, does he still win the League's Cup? No. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think so. I don't think so. I do. I just think that Neville has a very stubborn style of play. You know what? I, I used to think that until we got Pozuelo last year, and he changed the way he played to come to work around Pozuelo, and that's what all of a sudden unlocked Iguain. I think that if he would have gotten these guys, I think that the Neville ball that everybody talks about changes. I think he would give more freedom to the players to to press up. I mean, every, everybody would criticize him for always having his uh, his fullbacks pu pushed up way too high. That was doing the same thing. So I, I think that um, I think that he still would have. Do you think they're going right. to send him a medal? They're going to ship Phil Neville a medal on the Do you think that he would season pass would, desk? He, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he would receive he it, Danny. Why wouldn't he receive no, it? I, 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 no, on Twitter he said "Vamos Miami" right, right before the game. I want to say I think I saw that. I don't think he has any ill will. I think he's got an arrogance about him, and it's hard for him to come down. I think he came FC Cincinnati. I was at the press conference for that when uh, they lost, and there was some like questions because there was a bit of a skid. I think it was four consecutive matches. Inter Miami oh, had worry. dropped. We, we we hit five in a row, then we hit seven in a row. It's been rough. It's been rough. And and he uh, a pretty innocent question. Are you concerned at all about the recent form? Right. And he fired back in that press conference. It was like it was crazy, man. It was like, geez, this guy's got some balls. Because I mean, they, they hadn't been playing well, and for him to get up there, you think he really had something going in his mind and it just I don't I think you were cursed by one injuries and then two I don't want to dog on the guy but I don't think that Duke was your your best option considering the players you had in front of him Capana oh, and, and you know what and, and uh, interesting interesting fact that yeah. I don't know if a lot of people know Bryce Duke actually played in Inter Miami's first ever inaugural game. Did, I, did, I did people know that? that? I did not. He played for them. he played for LAFC. Right. He was the last substitution, yeah. like the ninety second minute. But technically, he, he was a part of the Inter Miami inaugural uh, inaugural game. So I thought that, that was, was pretty interesting. So you guys played your inaugural season started off with two games and and then COVID. the pandemic. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. It was LAFC. We didn't score. I think we lost 1-0, I want to say. And then we played against DC. We got one goal there, Pizarro. And then the pandemic hit. And then it was the MLS is back in MLS Orlando back. and all that good stuff. Did you guys yeah. make it past the group stage? We're, we're completely For... going off into a <laughs> different stratosphere. Yeah. You know, I don't even remember the MLS is back, honestly. That was, <laughs> that was so long ago. I, I remember um, I wanted to see if there was a way to like sneak in there if I went to Orlando because they had just opened the parks, um, yeah. but there wasn't. They they had that stuff pretty well guarded. Yeah, we um, lost five nil in our first game in the MLS ooh. Cup, and guess who it was against? Columbus. Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. So, do you want me to get to the cruise question? 
Go for it. But, so, but well, what, what I told you last time, if, if Justin answers this how I think he's going to answer it, this, this question has to disappear. Yeah, it does. It does. All right. But before we do, I just want to mention this quick, quick question since we're at the end of the show. Deegan is asking, hey, this is just a general question, but do you see potential USL relegation as a positive for U.S. soccer as a whole? And do you see MLS ever adopting relegation? So with five minutes left, go. Yes and no. Yeah, I think the I, USL relegation is going to be good for that league, but MLS will never, ever adopt relegation. Let me tell you, you answered that as efficiently as I expected, Justin. You are and, a gentleman and, I agree, and a scholar. I, I agree with everything he just said. I, I, I think for MLS, it wouldn't work just because they're trying to grow the league. And to grow the league, that's not going to help those MLS teams. Ownership's so, uh, not going to buy in on that. No, for sure. And, and fans won't either. There's too many sports here that people are invested in to root for a second division team. You're basically relegating right. 10 teams, right? Right off the bat. That's yes. not going to happen. So, uh, Rashid, good night. Get, some, get a bite to eat. But before we finish the show, so Steve Munoz, Don Capacito, one, one of the guys that always kicks it with us in the chat, he asked a question about cruising, and he wants to know, if you had to rank cruising, Justin, from a one to a five, five being one of the best choices to make for a vacation, where would you rank cruising? First of all, have you ever cruised? Uh, twice. Eastern okay. Caribbean oh, okay. and Western Caribbean. Okay, Danny. All right. So you. you all right. So finally. All right. So from a one to five, where are you ranking the experience of vacation experience of cruising? Eastern Caribbean. No, 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 no. I can't break them out. Destinations. We're just talking about the experience of cruising for vacations. I'm going to go with personally, personally for me, a four. Because I'm not, I mean, my dream is like a big travel, right? Like going to like, you know, going to the Grand Canyon, going out to Yosemite. I like those kind of things, right? But cruising is all in one package you don't have mm-hmm. to do all the headaches if you're going with family everything's figured out dining options all that stuff it's great i'm a i'm a foodie and i hate driving so perfect for me listen Eat you it, gave the best you gave the best answer anybody has hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on because i hope that steve is still here hold on you gave the best answer i've ever heard uh richard greenbird's asking if i bumped into uncle matt in nashville no uh, i did not and what's funny is that i was sitting in section 120 and apparently he was also um but no i I didn't see him i I mean i didn't go looking for him to be honest with you if i saw him i would have said hi but i did not see him but i will say now that now that we're, we're talking about it real quickly nashville really nice fans Really, really nice fans. The the people around me. Now I know some of them were going off on Twitter, but I mean you had you're gonna have your handful of, of douchebags. But for the most part, everybody's really cool. After that Messi scored that goal, it's like man some some of the fans were like, I really want uh Nashville to win, but I'm so happy that I'm getting to witness Messi in person. And like, you know, it, it's really cool. So yes, shout out to, to, to Nashville. And shout right, out to uh, Steve. We're never gonna mention no that question ever again. <laughs> Yeah, and right, get, just new get new tactics, hey, Nashville. That's what that's going to be my last lasting thoughts. 
<laughs> I'm tired of going up Wait. to the press box and watching them sit in the box the entire game. Like, please. Like, they, obviously, they break out against different teams, but for us, it, it no. always seems that they just... They park in the bus? Small. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I commented on one of your videos. Hani Mokhtar literally sat in the, the, <laughs> the defensive box, like, halfway through the first quarter it was or first half it's like well, what are you doing man like at least give us something like we're a counter-attack hey, hey. team like you're just gonna sit back and watch us kick the ball around if the opposing team doesn't score on you you can't lose it's true this is, there you this go. is facts all right so justin let everybody know where they can find you yeah so um we have a big group. I'm probably one of the newer additions to uh, Cincinnati Soccer Talk. They've been doing it since day one, uh, since the announcement in 2015. Um, you can find us on CincinnatiSoccerTalk.com, uh, Apple Podcasts, you know, any podcast platform that you want. YouTube, look up uh, Cincinnati Soccer uh, Talk, and it there's just a ton. We have an entire team, like 30 men of yeah, damn. Just, just you know, writing. If you like, you like written press. If you like podcasts. If you like live shows, whatever you can think of, uh, we have it for you. So, uh, if you're interested at all in FC Cincinnati, uh, definitely give us a look. Give us a kick on the tire. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Richard Greenberg said Uncle Mad's match video is really good. Yeah, I, I saw, I saw that. It, it was good. Chris kept pushing me to to do like a vlog from the stadium. Sorry guys, I just can't. I can't, I can't just. I can't hold Wait, up my Dave. phone and like and watch and watch the game through my phone. I, I just can't do it. Like, I for the record, I did pull out my phone for the Uyoa kick, the fifth kick where he could have won it. So I would have gotten that on video, and technically I still do have that on video. But obviously, it, all it is is him missing and then me just cussing up a storm. So yeah, I was about to ask. That. So how um, many yeah, would you have had? To yeah. Move, uh... <laughs> I was I was I was cussing as he was walking up to be quite honest with you because I was like why the f is this guy coming up to take this kick right now, but um but yeah so uh, Uncle Matt for sure did it did it well I I just can't do it man I, I like enjoying the games I'm a fan first unfortunately sorry guys, uh Chris anything final thoughts for the people, uh, final thoughts is everybody do whatever you got to do to get access to watch the game on Wednesday. Because I know that a lot of you are not going to make a flight to Cincinnati, Ohio to watch the game. I was actually looking at it. And by the way, if you guys do intend on doing it, flights are pretty cheap right now. So if well, you do Wednesday. have the time. It's be hard to make it up there. Yeah. I mean, look, if you guys have the time and the, mo- and the, and the money, it's a cheap flight. You know, I don't know about the tickets. But uh, if not, find your way to watch it. I think somebody mentioned it's on Paramount, possibly. So look around. You'll probably get it free somewhere. So just get ready for it. And we already asked the question. Oh, yeah, Mr. Krabs. He, he's already yes. gone over Just, the steak and toast. So Yeah, Justin's a returning guest. So say he I has. So two, if you want, two, go back. 2-2 two, two is it, what it was. It's possible. Yes. You know what? It, 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 just Media for the sake pair. of the, the people toast. asking. I think it was 2-2 two, 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 that you two. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, you, micro- yeah you microwave your bread. Yeah, <laughs> I like bread. All man. right, you don't have to do much to it. All right, uh, uh, how much so the tickets we, going for, Chris? Did you see or Justin? Did you see how much the tickets are going for? Three forty is the realistic price now. I think it's getting further down though. 
because yeah, it, it, it'll so drop to, to above two hundred. Yeah, yeah. We we yeah. we've now gotten accustomed to how this works. If you're gonna buy tickets to watch into Miami, just wait till the last day to buy them. Yep. And somebody, uh, by the way, yeah, oh, go sorry. ahead. I was just gonna say somebody keeps saying Cincinnati food. Or are they asking like? what to eat at well yeah what's like the best food uh, that you can get at cincinnati i guess for a game day experience um i'll tell you what like the the meme is it's skyline chili you have to get skyline chili skyline chili the best food is you just go up and down vine street if you're um going up to the game vine street is just a bar i think we talked about this last time yeah bar and food heaven. You can get ramen, you can get southern style fried chicken, you can get barbecue, you can get whatever you want up and down there. And they're very nice restaurants. They're not cheap. Um, nice. kind well, I of think I remember local. you telling us that Cincinnati isn't big on tailgating. It's like no, you go it's, to a local. Yeah, it's a restaurant alley. Right? It is yeah. bar heaven. Yeah. There's about, I would say probably about 100 bars within four city blocks from Tico oh wow State. and there's oh, literally cool. you walk down the main staircase and there's literally a bar across the street it's called the pitch they actually have a couple of the uh what is it called uh uh foot well little pitches little well enter my enter miami's trying to do something like that i think with that complex yeah. that they're building around the stadium so we're looking forward to that but who knows they haven't even broken ground yet so let's see when that happens yeah so uh according to everybody in the chat they are happy that you joined us so thank you very much justin for taking the time to join us again for- and previewing this game chris as always i hate you everybody listen on audio thank you for listening all the way to the end please like review share comment all that other good stuff and for listening on youtube thank you for watching all the way to the end we appreciate you sticking with us. And as always, for those of you that joined us live in the chat, thank you very much. You guys are, as always, are the best part of the show. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already. And if you are looking for unique Inter Miami or messy gear, please visit batterfans.com. We got you the shirt that I'm rocking today. I mean, this is a sample. We have an updated version on the site. But if you want, batterfans.com for all that other merch. And until the next one, have a good one. Peace. <laughs>